you. Um, and so please um, share, you know, when, when God shows you something, when God, even if it's like a vision or, or if he speaks to your heart and you're excited, anytime God speaks, even just a littlest phrase, isn't it exciting? Well, it's just as exciting for me to hear about when he speaks to you as when he speaks to me because it means I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing, right? It, it means that he's watching over his word and confirming it. And so just share. God says, shout from the rooftops what he's done. So share it. Testify of what God has done for you. Hallelujah. Oh, we just thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord. So today, um, today we're going to be speaking about what time is it? Everybody look at your time. Now put it away for the rest of the service. <laughs> what time is it? Okay. What time is it? You know, God is all about time. Even though in the spirit, I believe, there's no time or distance, like, like how he said he's releasing the glory through the, the message in the airways, I believe with regards to stuff like that, there's no time or distance in the spirit. They could be watching in Pakistan and the healing anointing can flow. Actually, we've experienced that. We see healing miracles every week, right? And there's distance there, but Jesus is there. Um, but God's all about, and, and he's a planner, and that's just like me. I'm a planner. I have this list in my phone that just never goes to zero, never, never is empty, because as soon as I check off things and delete them, all of a sudden I add more things I need to do. <laughs> and, um, you know, spiritual, natural, kind of just everything is in there, and in no specific order. But as I accomplish them, I check them off. And you know that the Lord has a plan. He has a list. He's a planner. And he has certain times that he wants to accomplish certain things. And he has certain appointed people that he's anointed to accomplish certain things. And, and as I, I heard the Lord say to my spirit, what time is it? And I began studying on time with the Lord. And he started revealing to me how important time is to him and how, um, well, I'll just let him say it through his word here. <laughs> so 2 Corinthians 6, 2. I don't know if we have scriptures. We do. Woohoo! All right. Um, Chad's not here. He just had a successful surgery on his second ear. So Chad, we are releasing a quick and speedily healing for you in Jesus' name. But he's the one who's in charge of the, the scriptures. Um, he's not physically here, but he still did his job from home. Isn't that awesome? So yes, thank you, Chad. Um, so 2 Corinthians 6, 2 says, um, in an acceptable time, I have heard you. And in day of salvation, I have helped you. Behold, like an announcement, behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. I thought that was interesting that there's an acceptable time for what God wants to do, which also means there's an unacceptable time. Do you ever have God speak to you something and you get excited about it, but then it doesn't happen? One year, two years, three years, four years. I've had things like that happen um, where God speaks something so strongly, but it's 15 years later. And that's just because it doesn't mean he's like holding back. It just means he's waiting for the appointed time. 
But he gives us, um, I'll say, a prophecy or a word of knowledge or a dream or a vision of our future so that we will head in that direction. So that we will set our hands to things that will lead us to that direction that he can bless. So God's a planner, and he plans to do certain things, but he has a certain time in mind. In Matthew 24, 36, the Lord has a plan for the end time um, return of Jesus. But about that day or uh, but about that day or hour, nobody knows. Not even the angels in heaven, you would think they'd know, or the Son, Jesus. But only the Father knows. You know, nobody, I don't have a lock on my phone, so anybody could pick it up. It's right there. But nobody knows what's in my phone or in my plan, right? Because it's mine. And I have it in there, and nobody knows it. And God has his own plan, maybe not in a phone, but he has his own plan written on his heart. And nobody knows it. And it says here that there's something, specifically this, that not even Jesus or the angels know about his time. But he gives us seasons and things to look at. They've been talking about it in Revelations class and the men's. Um, and they watched a really cool new version of Left Behind last night. I heard it was amazing. And Clayton wanted me to watch it last night. And I was like, yeah, not happening. <laughs> but I will watch it. But he said it was so good. Um, and even Jude liked it, so he came. But constantly through the word, God reveals to his messengers, to his prophets, to his, uh, uh, reveals and, and releases his messengers, his prophets, and his angels to release the plan or the heart of God for people. You see it all through the scriptures. God's releasing prophecies. He released a whole bunch of prophecies about Jesus coming and Jesus' return, right? And he released prophecy about John the Baptist. He released prophecy and words about the day of Pentecost. And he even released prophecy and words about the day in which we live right now. He is a planner. But he waits until the right appointed time for things to be fulfilled. And so, and I'm seeing this in the word, so don't be discouraged, but he said, you will reap if you faint not. If God has spoken a word or if he has released a plan of his, you will reap it. Like the Israelites, they did get the promised land, but some of them did faint beforehand, right? But you'll reap it if you faint not. So hold fast to your profession of faith. Hold fast to whatever God has spoken about his plan for your life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God has times. He has plans. And he has seasons for our lives. He has agendas that he wants accomplished and times in which he wants them accomplished. If I think I feel if we understand that, you know, his word won't return void. So the minute he releases a plan or a prophecy or a vision or word of what he has for you to do, it's not going to return void. He's going to make sure to fulfill it. But don't give up believing that. And don't give up setting your hand to whatever he's telling you to set your hand to. So we're just going to look at a few um, different scriptures that show us that God has plans and he, he's all about times. And it shall come to pass 
talking about now, in these last days. I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. And your sons and daughters shall prophesy. We should be expecting what he prophesies. And your young men shall see visions. We definitely see that in Austin. And your old men will dream dreams. Well, Pastor Nick, we literally just talked yesterday about his dream. Not that you can't have both, right? We, have, we can have both. I've used this joke before, but I'm in the middle, and I have both. <laughs> middle age. Anyways, your old men will dream dreams. And on my servants, both handmaidens and servants, men, you know, I will pour out in those days, and they shall prophesy. I will show wonders in heavens above and signs on the earth beneath, blood and fire and vapor of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood red before the great notable day of the Lord. So these are the things he gave us to look at to see when the Lord's return is, but he didn't even tell Jesus when he's going to go. But he wants us at every given moment to be expecting, and he wants us at every given moment to be ready, right? We should be ready and we should be busy about our father's business. We should be ready like the, the 10 virgins who, who had their lamps. Some of them had their lamps ready and some of them didn't. Some of us are too busy um, lusting after the flesh. Some of us are too busy with cares of this life. Maybe it's not even sin, but just cares of this life and our lamps aren't ready. Some of us need, are, have been focused on the Lord. Some of us have been being filled with the Holy Spirit and busy about our Father's business. And so that's what he's talking about here. There's a time when the Lord is going to return and he's going to come for a pure bride who's ready. Who's ready. And so we need to be ready. And part of that is what we talked about last week, purifying our heart. Being a vessel fit for his use. But now we need to realize part of being ready is being busy doing our father's work. It's time to raise up, sleeping giant. It's time to get busy and do your father's work because he has a lot of things he wants for you to do. In this last day, he appointed this time to pour out his spirit. We're seeing it more and more, dreams and visions, uh, moves of his spirit, signs and wonders and miracles. We're seeing it more and more. We can expect it more and more as we move forward. In John 4, 23, yet a time is coming and now has come. We experience this very scripture this morning. Confirmation right here. When true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth, for they are the kind of worshipers that the Father desires. The Lord showed me before the service. I was just spending time, and man, I usually put on like an instrumental YouTube, and it turned off on me. And then I tried to turn it back on again, and I turned it off. I was like, okay, I get it. And I just, and, and it's instrumental, but I just started worshiping God from my heart. And I sang you the song that came to my heart and, and this and that. And his presence just filled my room. And he said, this scripture, now's the time where worshipers will worship me in spirit and in truth. And if you will do that, 
Now, it's good that, that we're led into his presence through songs because sometimes we have burdens we need to cast away, right? We have things we need to lay down. We have stuff clouding our mind, and we need to cast it down. It's good to be led into the presence of the Lord through the worship team. But true worship comes from our hearts. And so the minute we stopped, even though I was singing a song, it was a song that was on my heart. The Lord told me if we will worship him from our heart, he will move by his spirit. And he did. You can't make that happen, but when he shows you something and you do what the Father's saying, he will watch over his word and perform it. Hallelujah. So now is the time that he's seeking for us to worship him in spirit and in truth with our whole heart. Give him your whole life. Give him your whole being. Now is the time to purify and ready yourself. Because God is returning. His son is returning. The signs of the time is here. Read the scripture, compare it with what's going on in the world, and you will see the time is drawing near. We must be ready. Stop slumbering. Stop being a sloth and laying around. Get up off that couch. And ask the Holy Spirit, what is it? What time is it for me? What is it, Father, that you have for me to do? Today. What can I set my hand to? In Revelations 3.11, understand the present time. The hour has already come for you to wake up from your slumber. Did anybody wake up? <laughs> Because our salvation is nearer now than when we first believed. Do you know that every single moment, and this is truth, every single moment, the time draws nearer. But God is saying, and I just said it and I didn't even realize what scripture was next. <laughs> the time is now. Like, don't wait till tomorrow because it might be too late. The time is now to wake up from your slumber and get busy doing the Father's work. Get busy and purify yourself. And he can do a quick work, so don't worry about, oh, well, I've been years of this or that. Let him do a quick work. That's what the glory is for. That's what he was doing here today, washing us clean by the Spirit. Amen? You can't do it on your own anyways. It's not by your might or power, but it's by his Spirit. It's not time to be lazy, but it's time to be busy. Doing the Father's work. Some of you might say, but I, I, I already lived my life. I'm up in age. I'm, I'm retired, this and that. Well, guess what? You have more time to do the Father's work. You have more time to spend time with him and hear what he has on his heart for you to do. It may be to reach your neighborhood. It might be to have a Bible study in your neighborhood. It might be to go to the grocery store and invite people and compel people to come into the, the body of Christ. Ask him what's on his heart for you to do. In Esther 4.14, for if you remain silent, and, and Mordecai is talking to his niece, and he's telling her about the time that she's in. 
And she was worried that she's going to be killed if she does what Mordecai is asking her, to go plead with the king for salvation of their, the Jews. Isn't it interesting that God, for a certain time, and Spirit of God is just on this, that God foresaw for a certain time to create this beautiful young woman. He gave her the looks for the specific time to go be eye-pleasing to the king so that he would look past the ones who don't know the Lord and look to her. I believe he saw the glory of God upon her. And he's like encouraging his niece, don't worry about what may happen. For if you remain silent, because it's going to be worse off if you just keep silent. If you remain silent at this time, relief and deliverance for the Jews will arise from another place, but you and your father's family will perish. And who knows? Uh-oh, Courtney texted me and it got me off track. <laughs> Card eight. Okay. Uh we love you, Courtney. We know you're watching. All right. Relief and deliverance for the Jews will arise from another place, but your father's family will perish. So if, let me just say this, stop here. If we don't do what God's called us to do for this time, what could happen to the ones you're supposed to touch, to the ones you're supposed to reach? To your family. Now, with the Israelites, God still fulfilled his plan, but these ones became worried, kind of like Esther almost became worried. Fear of this, fear of that. They let the things and cares of this life hinder them from stepping over into that promised and appointed time. Don't let things hinder you. Attacks are just a detour from the enemy to get you off track. Did you hear me? Attacks of the enemy, bombardments of your mind, attacks in your family are just a detour, a roadblock, if you will, thrown in by the enemy to get you off track so that you're not at the right place at the right time. And I always consider an attack of the enemy... Kind of like, oh, she's on the right track. We better stop her. So if you're being attacked, sometimes we can yield to the enemy and we can give him permission to work. But also recognize attacks as a hindrance and don't give it place. Don't give in to it. Otherwise, you're just giving him permission to keep doing what he's doing. So anyways, he tells her your father's family will perish if you don't do what you've been appointed to do for this time. And who knows, but that you have come to your royal position for such a time as this. Do you know that if you don't find out and do what he has birthed you in this time for, you may not reach the people he wants you to reach, touch or change the people he wants you to change. They won't hear the gospel or be healed, or delivered, or saved, because you didn't let God work through you. Yes, you. 
Some of you have never even shared Jesus with somebody, and it's okay because now's the time. Now is the time to get bold. Now is the time to wake up from sleeping, slumber, uh, slothfulness. Now is the time to be ready and, and busy doing your father's work. If we're not doing what he called us to do, I, I just want to say it, you're wasting time. You're not wasting time sitting here. And you don't waste time when you're sitting in God's presence because you're there waiting on the Lord and he's renewing your strength. You're there and you're receiving impartation from him of what he has for you to do. If you don't sit and wait and listen to what the spirit of God is saying, you won't even know what to do because he's going to bless what he, he speaks. You know, we want to believe that he'll bless whatever we set our hand to and he'll cause it to prosper. No, he watches over his word to perform it. Not your word. His word. So I want to get into the presence of the Lord every day and wait upon him and hear what the Father is saying. So that I can hear what he wants to do. This is how Jesus lived his life. He was busy doing the Father's work, or you could say the Father's word. And that's what the Lord watched over and performed. You can see that God's a planner, and he, he plans things way ahead of time. Jesus, John the Baptist, Esther, for such a time as this, Clayton, Diane, Nick, Kristen, Matthew, he planned you for right now. For such a time as this, and if you don't do and become busy doing the Father's work, there's going to come a, a, a reaction and something that God never intended. I don't want to find out what that is. And that's what he was warning Esther. Don't, that might cause harm to your own family. Be about the Father's business. Be what, doing what he called you to do. In Jeremiah 1.5, for those of you who don't believe that God planned ahead of time for you to be born in this time. Jeremiah 1.5, before I even made you in your mother's womb, I chose you. Before you were even born, I set you apart for a special work. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. Now, he's speaking to Jeremiah here, but for you, what is he speaking that he's called you to do? That's what the Lord was speaking. I was trying to remember. He said, I asked the Lord when he gave me this message, I was like, okay, Lord, so then what time is it? What time is it? And he didn't say anything. And I spent time with him yesterday. I spent time with him this morning. I still didn't say anything. And I was standing there worshiping, and he said, it's time for my people to be mobilized. It's time for my people to be mobilized. How can we be mobilized? He, he releases the power of the Holy Spirit, and we're mobilized. We're moved no longer by the flesh, but we're moved by the Spirit of God to do what he wants to do. Amen? time for my people to be mobilized. Jeremiah 29, 11, God's talking to you. For I know the plans I have for you. 
Why? Because he planned it ahead. This is what he does. He already knows the times, right? And he plans ahead. I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Their plans to prosper you and not to harm you. And their plans to give you a future and a hope. So we need to recognize, what is his plan for me? I heard the Lord say this week when uh, Amber and I had a prayer meeting, I heard the Lord say this, this phrase, what do you have in your hand? And we went on to pray. I didn't say it out loud or anything. We went on to pray, and I saw us at the throne room of God, and I saw us with our hands out like he was going to give us something. And all of a sudden, we went on to pray, and uh, I saw him put in my hand a shepherd's staff and a book. It wasn't just the Bible. It wasn't the Bible, but it, I knew it was a book. And I was like, I kept it to myself. And then um, all of a sudden, Amber said, well, I see the Lord put um, a ladle in my left hand. And we looked up what ladle meant, and it means to, and soup. She was serving soup to bring healing and to, to uh, bring love, like minister to people's hearts, which is totally her. And, and she does that even caregiving as a natural job. But when I told her, I was like, that's interesting because I saw this. And she goes, well, she's always real shy about things. And she said, well, she said, I didn't want to say it because I wanted, I kind of felt silly. But she's like, before I saw him put the ladle in my left hand, I saw him put a shepherd's staff in my right hand. <laughs> and I thought that's funny because she's on the pastoral team. It, and, and God calls us all to shepherd people and to bring people in and to, to touch and minister to different people. And... All of us are called to do something, and I, I want to encourage you, get before the throne room of God, lift your hands up and say, Lord, what did you put in my hand? Because what he put in your hand, he requires of you, and he's now mobilizing you, if you haven't been, to do that thing and be busy doing the Father's work. I shared a dream with Pastor Nick yesterday in our conversation um, on the phone. I shared with him about a dream I had about Austin and Pastor Nick and different things he had for them to do. Assignments for such a time as this. Assignments. God's watching over his word that he releases, and he performs it. It's not that you have to do it in your own power. He's just going to show you what he's anointed you and empowered you to do, and then you go and do it. Lord, what time is it? It's time to mobilize the body of Christ. In Jeremiah 1.12, he said, then Jeremiah said, or the Lord said to Jeremiah, you have seen well. In other words, he showed him a vision. Then he said, I am actively watching over my word to perform it. This is what he does. When we get into the presence of God, he shows us things, and it's intentional. It's so that you can know his plan, and then if you'll set your hand to what he shows you, he'll watch over it and perform it. It could be as simple as he shows you somebody to call and get lunch with. Literally, we had Glory Culture and uh, Austin and Courtney, they have their new little baby. And, and um, I think, uh, yeah, that week they couldn't make it. And, but during Glory Culture, I had a vision of myself having lunch with her at her home and having prayer. And I assumed, I kind of knew when I see things in the spirit like that, that it's God's assignment. 
it's an assignment I have to do. So I reached out to her like, you know, an hour after Glory Culture. And she said, and, and then we did it. We, we had prayer and everything like that. But she said it blessed her so much that God had placed her on my heart to do that because she felt so sad because she comes very regularly to glory culture. But now that she has the baby, it's more difficult. Isn't that God, God so good? And you don't know who's out there, who needs this thing or that thing. And, and it's through you that Jesus wants to minister to them. And it could be as simple as a cup of coffee or it could be as simple as someone's believing God for a miracle financially and you've got it to give. It could be anything. But it's time for the body of Christ to get up off the couch and mobilize. Go do something about it. What is he showing you? And if you don't know, then it means you need to get into his presence. But God will watch over his word and what he shows you and perform a miracle. That blessed me, actually, that she had just been telling you that she was having a hard time juggling, um, you know, motherhood and wanting to, like, you know, spend time and, and do the things she did before. God's so great. But maybe you're the answer to someone else's prayer. God will watch over his word and perform it. And here's the thing is, we can spin our tires. Do you ever spin your tires? Uh, Clayton had a, 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 um, an occurrence of that during the, uh, that snowstorm. And he tried to pull in um, to our driveway and without us shoveling. So he tried to pull in and there was a, like the plow had gone through, meaning like we didn't shovel out what the plow came through and built that there. He tried to gun it over it. And um, then he couldn't go anywhere. His tires were spinning. And he wasn't going anywhere. And he set up high and his tires were spinning. <laughs> Some of us are trying to do things in our own strength and accomplish things in our own power and maybe do good things and we're spinning our tires and it's not really accomplishing too much for the Lord. I encourage you, get before the Lord. Let him show you what he has for you to do. And you will no longer be spinning tires because he's, his anointing and his glory will be upon that thing and he will empower you to do that. He will watch over that word that vision and perform it. Amen? Hallelujah. So Jesus did, that's how he did his life. In Proverbs 19.21, it says, many are the plans of a person's heart, but it's the Lord's purpose that prevails. It's the Lord's purpose that succeeds. So when God shows you his purpose, or when God shows you his plan, and you begin to set your hand to what he shows you, that's the vision, that's the thing you need to be doing. And let me just say this, who here has ever heard God say something more than once? I literally have a book on a shelf. <laughs> I've written it, but I got to take some next steps. Because God showed me like six plus years ago, 10 years ago maybe. What has God asked you to do? Now is the time. Now is the time to be mobilized, okay? So you might have many plans, but it's the Lord's purpose that is going to produce the results for the glory of God. And that's how Jesus lived his life. In John 5, 19, Jesus explained to them, I tell you the truth, 
Like they're asking him, how can you do this? How can you be so successful? How are these miracle signs and wonders happening? How did you know to go there? They're learning from him. And he says, I tell you the truth. The son can't do anything by himself. Aren't you all sons and daughters? Was he not here as our example? So why in the world did we think that we could just drive right over that snowbank? No. You're going to spin your tires doing it that way. <sighs> this is my opportunity always to give Clayton a little, no. <laughs> uh, the son or you can't do anything by yourself. He only does what he sees his father doing. How did he see him doing anything? He got before the Lord in the presence and he began to worship him. He entered into his presence with thanksgiving, his courts with praise. He got on his knees and he wept and worshiped the Father. The disciples fell asleep, they're slumbering, and he's worshiping the Lord. And God reveals every day to Jesus the download of what he had on his heart to do. And Jesus only went about doing what he saw and saying what he heard. And that is what God watched over and performed. Some of us have been toiling in our jobs, in our businesses, in our finances, toiling in our marriages because we're trying to do things in our own strength. Get before the Lord about it. And he'll show you the thing that he will bless. And he will watch over what he shows you and perform it. It may be something really natural that you could do that you would have never thought of that will make an impact and a change in the situation. The son can do nothing by himself. He only does what he sees the father doing. Isn't that how we should live our life as Jesus lived his life? God has things and people upon his heart that he wants you to minister to. I can say that beyond a shadow of a doubt. Every single person in this room has an assignment this week, not from me, but from the Lord, that you would make an impact upon a life, that you would minister to, that you would bring the glory and touch a heart and maybe even change a life. But we have to be having ears to hear and eyes to see what the Father's showing us. God has appointed times for everything, and here you are in this time. And you have assignments from the Lord God Almighty. Realize you are the hands and feet of Jesus. In him we live and we move and we have our being. When we leave these doors, we are released and mobilized for this time on assignment. Stop being distracted by all the bombardments of the enemy and stop giving him the time that he doesn't deserve. And focus on Jesus. Focus on what the Father has shown you. And God will cause all things to work together for your good. Because you love him. Romans 10, 14 through 16. But how will my people 
How will people call on him whom they've never believed? How will they believe in him whom they've not heard? And how will they hear without a preacher or a messenger? How will they preach unless they're commissioned and sent for that purpose? Just as it is written and forever remains written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring the good news or good things, news of good things. God's sending us with good news. God's sending us on assignment. He doesn't fill us like he did in this service with his glory for no reason, for our enjoyment. He sees you as a vessel fit for the master's use. You are here for this appointed time to be filled with his glory to go out there and release the rivers of living water. We're not to be a container that just contains. It's not going to do anybody else good. But we're to be blessed. How beautiful are the feet of them that bring the good news. The glory is not for you. It's for them. The knowledge of the glory of the Lord shall cover the earth as the water covers the sea. How? We're going to bring it. We're going to release it. We're going to tell people about him. We're going to touch people's heart in whatever way he shows you. So, so, so your question is, well, how do I know what he wants me to do? The Holy Spirit will tell you. Just like he told me to come worship him in spirit and in truth and he'd move by his spirit. I knew what to do. I knew it was on the Father's heart because he told me, if you will go into his presence with thanksgiving and praise and worship and wait on the Lord till he starts speaking to you or showing you things, give him enough time till you quiet your mind and you seek him and he can speak to you. He will, by his spirit, show you things to come. It's scripture. In John 16, 13 through 16, when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you unto all truth. And he won't be speaking on his own, but he will tell you what he has heard. This is how Jesus walked his walk. He will tell you about the future. What is that? He's telling you the plans. Write them down. Ask the Lord, what do I need to set my hand to? If he doesn't tell you what, then just, just hold off and know that it's for the future for a certain appointed time. He will bring me glory by telling you whatever he receives from me. All that belongs to the Father is mine. This is why I said the Spirit will tell you what he receives. You can expect it. You were here for an appointed time and season for something specific that God had planned for you to do. But it's our job to seek the Lord and he will be found. It's our job, like we sang in that song, to draw near to God, and he will draw near to us. And as we draw nearer, what happens? We can see clearer. We can hear more clearly what he's saying. So if you've been, like, wondering, what is he saying, you know, waiting for a prophecy or whatever, he's asked you to draw near. He says, return to me, and I will return to you. You used to hear clearly, and now you don't. Well, you need to return to him. You need to return. Hallelujah. 
I encourage you, if you've been spinning your tires, spend time with him and let him show you what's on his heart. And then he will bless that which you set your hand to that he has shown you. Amen. Revelations 2.29, he tells us, everyone who has ears to hear, let him hear. Lord, I thank you we have ears to hear what your spirit is saying to the church. Kristen had ears to hear and eyes to see, I think, of, of that God was healing a knee. There may be different things like that. The manifestations and the, uh, of the gifts of the spirit are to, to um, bless the world and to reveal to the world that God is alive. And he wants you to have ears to hear what he is saying so he can touch people out there and in here. Hallelujah. Not too long ago, actually it was on New Year's of this year, I always spend time with the Lord. I always spend time with the Lord. But on that day, you know, you want to hear like a fresh something. And I heard the Lord say with like an excitement. I heard him say, like, you're telling a best friend a secret. I heard him say, this is the time I've been waiting for. That's exciting. He's been waiting on the edge of his throne, on the edge of his seat to just do what only he can do. To pour out his spirit in such a mighty way. How do we tap into that? How do we receive that? How do we draw that? Those who worship me in spirit and in truth. We touched the heart of God today and he poured out his spirit. This is the time I've been waiting for. He's all about the time. He knew about this time, but he's been waiting for this certain time. Isn't that good? He's speaking, but are you listening? Psalms 46.10, he says, be still. Some of us need to quiet ourselves. Be still. Turn off that music like me. He made me turn off the music this morning. It was going to be a distraction somehow, even though it was instrumental. Be still. Clayton doesn't like music when he reads the word or whatever. He just wants to be still. Hallelujah. <laughs> Jesus somehow knew. Give me five more minutes. Five more minutes. Okay. Jesus somehow knew what he should do. Somehow. In Luke 2, 49, Jesus said to his, his, his parents who came to look for him, why did you seek me? Did you not know that I must be about my father's business? <laughs> That's what we should be busy doing. Even for Jesus, there was appointments and there was times that the father had on his heart for him. In John 2, 4, I think this is hilarious. So your mother is asking you to do something, right? So they're at a wedding, and they run out of wine. And, and, and their festivities are going to dwindle out or whatever. And Jesus' mother approaches Jesus. What are you going to do about it? Do something. And he's like, woman, <laughs> why do you involve me? He was just there to enjoy the festivities like everyone else. Why do you involve me? For my hour, or you could say my time, 
to do miracles has not yet come. He knew there wasn't a lot of time, yet he did that miracle, so he was being obedient to his mother, I guess. But I don't know if that was disobedience to God. No, I won't put it in there um, because Jesus never sinned. Amen. But I thought that was funny. Woman, my time has not yet come. We should be with the Lord and know the time we're in. We should be asking him, what do you have on your heart for this time, for this day? He said he gives us daily bread. What is that? Daily nutrition as well as daily assignments, daily direction by his spirit. Hallelujah. So it's so important to have ears to hear, eyes to see what the spirit is saying to the church, listening to what God has in his heart so that God can bless it and watch over it and perform it in our lives. I just want to close with this scripture. Ecclesiastes 3, 1 and 2. No, it's like 1 through 8. I don't know why I had 1 and 2. There is a time for everything, a season for every activity under heaven. In other words, God's got this major to-do list. And he has it all planned out. So we need to realize that we're not an accident. Even if your parents didn't plan you, God planned you. And he put inside of you gifts and anointings and people that you could reach that nobody else could because of your character, your personality that he put on the inside of you. You've got a special anointing to reach the unreached. Just like him. You guys are two peas in a pod. And he wants you to know. I'm sure you already do. But that's what you have in your hands. <sighs> There's a specific time and a specific season and activity under heaven, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to uproot, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to tear down and a time to build, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to scatter stones and a time to gather them, a time to embrace, a time to refrain from embracing. Sometimes hugs are a little too long. <laughs> a time to search and a time to give up. A holy hug's like this. <laughs> a time to keep and a time to throw away. A time to tear and a time to mend. A time to be silent. <laughs> and all the men said. Uh, and a time to speak and all the women said. <laughs> A time to love. That's always. Always. And a time to hate. The only thing we should be hating is the enemy and his tactics. But loving the person. Amen. Just to bring you a little clarity. God said there's a time to hate and I hate you. <laughs> it comes out of people's mouth. Okay. The time's drawing near for the Lord's return, and it's time to be mobilized and get busy 
doing the Father's work. Amen. Let me just pray over you. Father, I just pray right now a release of your anointing by the power of your spirit to mobilize the body of Christ. I just pray for each one right now, Lord, that you would stir up the gifts of God on the inside of them. Lord, that you would reveal, open their spiritual eyes and ears to hear, that you would reveal to each one of them what it is that the Father has on his heart for them to do, and even how to do it, how to go about it, God. God, I ask you, pour out your spirit in our sleep, in our times with you, in our homes, even when we're driving our car or when we're worshiping, Lord, speak to us by your Holy Spirit and reveal to us, sweet Holy Spirit, what's on the Father's heart, what time it is. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. All God's people said, Amen. Thank you for giving me the time to get through that because I felt like it was so, so important. Hallelujah.